Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's out today and in her place, the one and only, the head of the Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce, Brad Kloppenstein. You know, it's such a Hoosier move that on the uh, the uh, colossal mega talk giant in central Indiana, our replacement is the head of a chamber of commerce. Amen, brother. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. All right. So let's get to, well, I'm alive. I don't know if you're noticing this. I'm you are alive. I'm surprised. Given where you sit on a daily basis, there are a lot of sniper perches that could yeah. take you out. I am alive, and I went to the, uh, well, the Hamilton County Lincoln Day dinner last night, sat with the state treasurer. I want to hear about your experience. You know, me and Abdul got to be the keynote speaker at a Lincoln Day dinner this time last year up in uh, Huntington County. So I want to hear how it went for you. So, you know, it's always an adventure when I go to one of these things because you're going to have a handful of people in the room who would like to see me floating in the Wabash River. But what you learn from these things, Brad, and by the way, huge thank you to the state treasurer, Daniel Elliott. And Daniel Elliott is, he was the one Republican I voted for last year, which that worked (laughs) out well. And the reason I did, Brad, and we need more people like Daniel Elliott, not because he invited me to this thing, but because he got huge flack from people in the state house saying, wait, you're going to invite the ultimate Republican agitator to a Republican-based event and let him sit with you, a statewide elected Republican. And he told those people to kick rocks, and he said, absolutely, because Rob's right. Yeah, it's because Daniel Elliott is actually qualified to do his job. Absolutely. so you, there's no problem with him. He said, Rob is right. The things Rob talks about are the things you guys should be doing and you're not doing. So I don't care what you people think. I'm absolutely going to have him there. And it's not about whether he actually invited me to be there or not. It's about we need more people in our public offices who are willing to look at those in power and say, you are wrong. And the fact that you can't handle that one person There's one guy with a platform who has the audacity to point out how you guys aren't living up to your end of the bargain. You guys made the party platform. This is supposed to be the party of low taxes and limited government. The fact that he's pointing out that you're not doing that, that's your problem. It's not mine. So... I'm guessing probably three or four hundred people in the audience. More than that. Okay. Oh, I think it was, I think they said it was the, the most attended Lincoln Day in the state of Indiana. I think they estimate, I could be off on this, close to 700 people. I mean, that nice. was a, is a, well, Hamlet County is a big ca- county. It is right? a big, ca- exactly. It's one of the five or six largest counties in the state, and they're, it's almost all Republican. So, what was the reception for you personally? I would think in that room, it was probably about 50 50. No, There's- it was overwhelmingly positive, Brad. Okay. This is my point. The politicians are totally out of step with the people. I can't tell you the amount of people who come up, and it's not even people I know who are like, we listen to you every day. We love you. Thanks for pointing out the things, whether it is the property taxes or these clowns lining their own pockets with a million and a half dollars in raises while doing nothing for us or the out-of-control spending or siding with the the angry red-shirted teachers. We are where this show, and yesterday was a reminder, this show is where the people are. I don't know if you know, Brad, we're number one in the the money demo. I don't know if you know that. I I heard a rumor about that. And the reason we're number one is because we're where the people are, and it's the politicians 
who are not where the people are. And it's a it's just a great reminder when you realize how out of touch the people down the street from us are and how what we do here every single day represents where the actual taxpayers of the state of Indiana. And look, there's a lot of super liberal air quote Republicans in Hamilton County. It's not like it's some bastion of conservatism. And even there, people are, you guys are right. Keep going. Yeah. Elected officials typically only hear from people who want something, and that typically means they are also special interests. The average person wants you to leave them alone, and so they're not getting, politicians aren't getting called on a daily basis from people saying, hey, will you guys just leave us alone or maybe lower a few taxes? They're getting called by people who want their streets paved or they want some little tweak to a law that's going to benefit their client right. to the tune of millions of dollars. They're, they're never hearing the opposite side of that. And and one thing, and I told somebody this last night, and again, so many people were very, very, very nice, and we love that you listen and we appreciate you so much. I think my great, I think the thing I am most proud of in the six and a half years I've been here is that when I started here and I was doing the weekend show at the time and was a fill-in guy, you would get people when I would say the same things I'm saying now because I was around these people and worked with them and I know the disdain that the lawmakers have for regular people and how especially conservatives and liberty-minded people and they laugh at how they use you for your vote. And I mean, I saw this. It was in these meetings. I used to see it all the time. When I was talking about the same things I'm talking about now, very few people believed me. And they would say, wow, there's this radical guy who's on the weekends who is just, he's this, he's got to be a libertarian. It's just, no, it's like, I'm a Republican in good standing. I just know what these people are. And due to, and it's unfortunate that it was things like COVID and now with the property taxes and with the gas tax, you look at all these things that these Republicans have done and people have now awakened to this idea that, hey, the things you were saying six years ago Boy, I guess they really were right, and people are really willing to walk away from the Republican Party, but that's where you and your libertarian buddies come in, Brad. you got to give them a a viable alternative. You're right. They're halfway there, and I've never been able to bridge this gap. People be, and you hear this, I hear this with my libertarian background. People are like, you're right. The government's too big. we got to do something about this. Everything you're saying is right. I'm like, great, vote for us. They're like, I can't do that because somebody else might win. (laughs) Like, oh, for Pete's sakes. And so that's the... The next the next step is the ultimate walk away from the Republican Party. And and you will you know, we got we played yesterday the voice of the uh, uh, tweet from our super listener, Drake, saying, what do I do? Who do I need to tweet? Who do I need to talk to about the property taxes? That ship has sailed. It's not that you can't talk them out of it at this point. Jeff Thompson knows exactly what's going on with property taxes in this state. Todd Houston knows exactly what's going on. Rod Bray knows exactly what's going on. Uh, All of them. I mean, they all know. It's not that they don't know. It's they don't care. And so now, ultimately, you have to decide how much abuse you are willing to subject yourself to of your money. If you will kneel at that Republican altar above all else, then you deserve whatever you get. If you are mad about your property tax bill that showed up in the mail, you have to ask yourself, did I vote for an incumbent? Oftentimes, yes. And if you voted for an incumbent and you listen to this station and you know what these people are and you still vote for the incumbent Republican, 
then you deserve whatever you get because you are emboldening the people who have always behaved in the same manner in which they have always behaved. Now, Rob, my job is not to be here and pat you on the back. No, However, I did show you your little radius yes. of the impact the votes made that uh, and that was um, with Jeff Moore. Uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah, he was getting 6% within the radius yeah. of, actually, I think a little bit better than 6% he, within he, the radius he, of WIBC. He, he, almost, he almost got the 10% in the 60-mile radius from downtown Indianapolis, which is our core listenership. Right. And then the rest of the state, it's the back to the 3%. I'm the most influential libertarian in the state, Brad, and I'm not even a libertarian. You guys have got to step it up. Somebody you need you need a rich guy. That's what you need. You need a really, really rich guy. You need a Jefferson Shreve. You need a Mike Braun. A really rich, and it could be a woman too, a really rich, bored man or woman who says, I got just more money than I know what to do with, and I'm gonna spend it on running for politics. We that yeah. is your job by okay. 2024 is to find that person. Step one, find somebody rich. <laughs> Uh, you run a you run the chamber, Brad. You hang out with rich people. You know rich people. That is your job to make that happen. All right. When we come back, utility bills could be on the rise. Speaking of the Indiana General Assembly not caring about you at all, they did something that went under the radar in March that could see your utility bills dramatically increase. Siding with the cabal over you. It's the Indiana Republican Party way. We'll talk about it coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. One thing you can always count on is the Indiana Republican Party will totally take care of their big business buddies at your expense. It had just happened again right under everyone's nose, except for... Well, this little radio station going to let you know all about it. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob, Rob, Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey today. And, well, Brad, it seems that in March, and uh, look, we got to give credit where credit is due. Indy Star with the, with the breaking story on this. Um, and by the way, the reason it takes so long to find all this stuff is because they do so much damn shifting and manipulating and tucking. And there's a gajillion things you have to watch. And there's just not enough people to watch these people at the state house. There's not. I mean, when we were talking about show topics, that was one of the things that we were talking about potentially getting into was just how ugly the legislative process has become, be it Christmas tree bills that'll have a hundred different items in there, some good, some bad, some indifferent. Um, you've got amendments that get slid in after public testimony is closed on a bill, and you end up with things like this. Yeah, well, I mean, what is even the point of this? You know, they, It's got to go out of committee. It's got to pass committee. Things get in these bills all the time that didn't pass committee, never got heard in the committee. It's like this just glorified floor show. And then at the end, without any public input or telling the public what's going on or te testimony, oh, 
It made it in this bill, and it helps seven people at the expense of everyone else. So what we're talking about is Indiana Utilities have now, at least as the bill stands, been given the ability, or, well, wait, it the passed. governor signed it. Yes, it passed. It's okay. March 22nd. So, so, yeah, so now utilities, they can pass along the cost of cleaning up coal ash or bad investments and in new equipment that automatically gets passed on to the consumer as opposed to their shareholders having to be left holding the bag. So the way public utilities work, if you're not or not public utilities, but but utility companies work is when they, so Duke Energy, let's use them as an, as an example. When they want to raise your rate, also lower your rate. Don't you love that? They can't just, just decide they want to lower your rate. They've got, they have to go to a regulatory board because utilities have a monopoly over everything. There is no competition for utility. It's not like Walmart and Target and Walmart and Meyer. You can't shop your utility because they give gajillions of dollars to the politicians. They have total monopolies over utility. Can't shop your gas bill. You can't shop your electric bill. So the fail safe on all this is supposed to be this regulatory board who can decide whether rates can be raised or not. And what Duke had done several years ago is they had had this giant coal ash cleanup and they had basically, after the coal ash cleanup, gone back to the regulatory board and go, hey, we got to raise rates because we made a boo-boo and we were not paying for this. Somebody else better clean this up. And the regulatory board said, cool, fine. The court stepped in. There was a lawsuit and the courts rightfully said, hey, wait a second. The law very clearly states you've got to uh, ask for this stuff in advance. you got to go to the regulatory board and say, we're going to do this coal ash cleanup and we need to raise rates by 6% or whatever. And the board can make that choice. They didn't do that. So the utility company, who again give gajillions of dollars to these politicians, went crying to the politicians and said, you guys better change the law because we had to pay for this and that's bull crap. And the politicians, because again, they get Brad gajillions of dollars from these utility utility companies companies, said why yes sir right this way sir mr public utility company and now and it looks like maybe even under this specific thing they can now have bad investments make bad choices have huge expenses and then retroactively go to the the regulatory board who is appointed by the way right by the politicians by the governor i believe exactly and go hey we're gonna need a little help here palski and the the Republicans just streamlined that. Now they didn't. I don't think they streamlined it quite in the way Jim Buck practically tore a hamstring spent, uh, sprinting that bill to Holcomb against term limits in Westfield or naming the state sandwich, etc. But it's the law now. No. You got screwed once again, so the big business guys can line their pockets. I hate to say this, but Citizens Energy, I think, is the way that this should be done. One of the problems is you have investor-owned utilities, which means they have stockholders, and stockholders are wanting a return on their investment. And oftentimes, in exchange for profit per share, they skimp on cleanup or the investment in infrastructure. Citizens Energy Group, which is here in Indianapolis, that is a trust. So it is owned by the the customers effectively. And so they have they have a profit motive only in so much as to reinvest in the utility. I think that that might be the model, and I tell you, if the investor-owned utilities are not careful, this will be imposed on them as opposed to them getting to choose to go that route. You people better wake up, and I don't know how many different times, whether it's the gas tax, whether it's the property tax, you know, whether it's something like this. 
They, the Republicans keep sticking it right in your face about how they don't care about you at all. Uh, I mean, this is just unbelievable that the utility company, the court said, did not play by the rules set forth that everybody agreed on the playing field. And they didn't play by the rules set forth. And they said, too bad, so sad. You guys are a utility company. You know the rules. You made this mistake. You made this business expense. You didn't come to them before. You can't do it. And instead of standing up for the folks and the Republicans going, hey, look, you guys are the utility company. You know how the game's played. You're making a gajillion dollars. Sorry about you. Get lost. They did. They moved as fast as humanly possible to make sure that they're once again, just like using a half a billion dollars, Brad, of our money for the uh, governor to be able to strong arm farmers to put together sweetheart real estate deals for mega corporations. Once again, we got screwed so the big business guys didn't lose seven cents. Well, this is interesting just because the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission is there to protect consumers, although appointed by the governor. This seems to be an end run around certainly consumers, but the legislature enacted this. And the governor effectively signed away some of his influence. But, yeah, whenever you reduce the authority of a regulatory board like that, that is anti-consumer. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Micah Beckwith will be with us. We'll talk all about the big event last night in Hamilton County. We'll talk about uh, what's going on with the Republicans in this state. We'll talk about just the lack of interest in working for you. Uh, Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Hey guys, listen up and pay attention closely. Well, pay attention closely if you like making money. Imagine if you could get a 35% bonus when you invest your money. If you invest $100,000, you get a $35,000 bonus. If you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. Learn how you could get a 35% bonus from Bill Jimry, your retirement guy. Casey and I believe in Bill so much, we became clients too. Not only will you get a 35% bonus, you'll sleep well at night knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for 140 years and has $2.5 trillion in assets. To learn how you could get your 35% bonus, call 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery at 317-932-9912. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, joined by the conservative voice in the state of Indiana. Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, we went to the uh, Hamilton County Lincoln Day dinner last night, and I was really refreshed because you go to those sort of things, and the people come up, and they tell you how much they love the show and how you're talking about all the things, and you really realize... We are where the people are. It's the politicians down the street from us that aren't paying attention. That's right. Well, you, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's, it's the politicians are out of touch with the people, and that's why they get so mad when the people express their concern like you do on the show every day or what, like when I do on my social media or whatnot. Like, they don't like it, but it's, be, it's because they've, they've just kind of lost touch. We've seen this with countless 
politicians who get elected and we think that they're one of us, right? We think that they're, they get it. They understand what they need to do. And then it's like, they go down there and they, they, they go through this massive brainwash and then a year or two go, goes by and then we don't recognize them anymore. And I, I think really that's what George Washington understood when, when he stepped down after two terms as president, he was, uh, he, he recognized that, that politics changes somebody and you it's not it shouldn't be a lifelong career it should be a a time of service uh for a few years and then pass the torch to somebody else and that's how we keep grounded politicians uh in the state house yeah you know when i go to those things like like last night you know my look and everybody knows i'm magnanimous and good looking and all those sort of things so people would want to come up and talk to me but uh oh you can laugh at that that's really funny (laughs) wait i mean you told me to laugh. I was laughing. I was chuckling. I was laughing. In, <laughs> but I also didn't know if you were somewhat serious. So. Uh, no, no, no. Of course, look at me, Beckwith. I mean, uh, I'm not an age in reverse person like you and, and Nathan. Uh, but I, when did the, say, I did say yesterday to everybody who was there, I said, hey, We Grow in- Hair Indy is doing a great thing for Rob. I mean, he, he looks younger than he did two years ago. So. But, but, you know, you, people come up and they are talking about what the Republicans are doing. And you realize they are hearing it on our show. And I think that is my what I'm most proud about, about what we've done here the past six and a half years, is we have opened people's eyes to who these so many of these Republicans are. And now, especially when it comes to their finances, they don't care about you at all. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I wouldn't say they don't care about you at all. There are some good ones down there that who? Really care. And they're, and they're, who? they're trying. They're trying. <laughs> well, they're the ones that I think just got elected <laughs> Last election, they still haven't been completely brainwashed, right? Uh, but no, I, I do think it's. They, here's the problem. I, I think a lot of the good ones don't know how to be effective, and then the bad ones who have been there for years tell the new ones and the good ones, "You better play the game. If you don't play the game, you won't have any influence, and you won't even have a seat around the table, and you won't be at the cool kids' table if you don't go along with what we're doing." I try to remind those those politicians who are being kind of strong armed and say, listen, it's all about influence. If you can influence your community, if you can influence the voice of Indiana, the people, and you can get a tidal wave of voices from outside the state house to back you up, you'll win. But they don't think of it that way. They think, well, I've got to go into the caucus room and I've got to be able to wield influence with these, you know, crony politicians who have been there for 20 plus years. And and uh, and I'm like, listen, that's that's part of the game. Sure, I get that. But that's not the entire game. You're missing the whole the whole other half, which is which is influence from outside the statehouse. Because I'm telling you, if the people want something done, these politicians, they're not fighters. The ones who have been there for 20 years, they hate conflict. They hate to fight. They want everything, everything in them wants to run from the fight. If you can bring the fight to them, they'll back down pretty quick. But the left does that. The right, we don't do that. We tend to say, well, we need to play nice and, you know, be kind and compassionate and (laughs) all that stuff. So. I love they just trail off in your voice when you talked about being kind and compassionate. <laughs> and there is a place for it. Let me let me just say that there's a place for being kind and compassionate, but there's also a, a time for war. I mean, that's Ecclesiastes three tells us that. Like to everything, there's a there's a season under heaven, and there's a there's a time for peace, and there's a time for war. And we have to we you know can, Christians and conservatives tend to forget the time for war, peace. We, we want peace, but. Being a peacemaker is very different than being a peacekeeper. 
peacemakers go into evil and they make peace by fighting evil. And I think we get this backwards sometimes. We think, well, God calls us to be peaceful. No, he doesn't call us to be peaceful. He calls us to go and make peace. Big difference from being a peacekeeper. And we're, we're to be peacemakers. But the only way you can make peace in a world full of evil is to go to war with evil and to kill it and to wipe it out. All right, Micah Beckwith, our guest. Uh, you know what I like you, Beckwith, is unlike me, you are willing to admit when you were wrong. And there's so many people, as we got a phone call, I think, yesterday about this, that are very upset that you supported Todd Young. And you have now admitted, you have said, hey, uh, my bad, uh, that was a huge mistake. It was a mistake. I mean, it, it, listen, I, I will say this. It, he's, he's maybe a little bit better than Tom McDermott, the Democrat who was running against him. That's the, the Republican standard now, is he's better than McDermott? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, I, I actually think the problem is Republicans are dropping the ball at the primaries. And, and we've made it really hard for good people like, you know, uh, like Danny Niederberger, who was running against Todd. He couldn't get on the ballot. And I, boy, I would have loved to have had a chance to vote for Danny over Todd in the primary. But they keep him off the ballot. And then we get we have this crony uh, politician kind of world that we live in. And they, they they elevate their friends and they keep out their competitors. And and so then you get to the general and we're left with, you know, we're left with Todd doing what Todd does. And Todd, about a week and a half after maybe it was a little longer than maybe a couple weeks after the election, he voted for the Disrespect of Marriage Act or they called it the Respect of Marriage Act. But it totally undermined the sacred institution of marriage. And that's when I, I, I was done. I said, OK, I cannot support this guy anymore and and he really screwed us over i mean he got elected for another six years and then a few weeks later he said nope you know what all you christian conservatives out there i really don't care about you one bit and and i'm done and and you know indiana family institute who is not they don't typically they don't typically blast republicans they they were so fed up i was talking to ryan mccann and some of the guys over at indiana family institute and they were they were like we're done with todd we are going to let everybody know for the next six years that todd young is not the guy for us and we cannot believe that he supported this awful awful bill that that undermined the sanctity of marriage and and that doesn't happen i'm telling you i was like shocked when the indiana family institute said we're going to war with todd young <laughs> and i was like man it must it, it you know he's really done it and so i I think uh, I think that's where I stand as well. I'm just kind of like we can't we can't have guys like Todd in 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 uh, in our Senate seat anymore. So they're going to send out a big old mailer because they got some resources. And I think this is the thing I think they should do, Micah. Because I know some of those people over there are real nice, but I also know some of them have bad mouthed me. They should just put a big mailer out that says Rob Kendall was right. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Let's Hell heal the wounds. <laughs> I will. I will bring it up at the uh, next meeting that I that I have with them. So we'll see how that we'll see how that one goes. But but, but, they, they, but it comes back to the thing we talked about to begin the, the segment. By the way, Micah Beck with our guest. People will badmouth me, and then I'm right about the thing that they were upset that I had the audacity to say. And it's like there's no apology to me. If you'd have just listened to me, you wouldn't be in this position. You wouldn't be mad. <laughs> It seems like a really simple process, doesn't it? It you know, is it a simple process, Micah. I know these people better than I know myself. Hey, listen. I sometimes the best uh, the the best antidote is is for uh, bad things to happen, right? I mean, like uh, you see this in culture all the time. You see this in societal breakdowns. As society continues, the pride of somebody's heart gets in the way and says, "No, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right." And then bad things really start happening, and. Uh, 
and and then they wake up. I had a buddy of mine. He's a he's a leftist. He disagrees with me on pretty much everything. He's a Christian, but he's a he's a woke left Christian. And and so he uh, he texted me the other day, and he he does not like Donald Trump whatsoever. I mean, hates him. And uh, he said um, he said, so are, do you think we're going to go to is a is a war with China really a possibility? And I said, yeah, I think it's a very real possibility. And I said, and I said it will probably be an economic war to start, and they will destroy our dollar, and you won't have your, you won't have any way to buy anything, and your dollar would be valueless. And he said, I was just talking to a friend at the state house or at the state state department. And he said, yeah, he told me the same thing. He said, I'm really starting to get concerned that I can't provide for my family. And I told him, I and he voted for Biden. And I just basically said, I said, well. This is what you get, man. I mean, like, and and I and I don't really feel sorry for people like that. Like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get bad, and you are going to get hurt really badly. But then you'll wake up and you'll run back to the Lord and you'll say, "I'm sorry, I was wrong. Help me." And that's when the Lord can really actually do something. But we're not there yet as a society. But unfortunately, I think that's what it's going to take, and people are going to have to realize that they were wrong. And, yeah. and bad bad things make people realize they were wrong. Okay, so, so we got got about a minute and a half left here, Micah Beck, with our guest, and this is why. I think you have to run for lieutenant governor. And I'm being serious when I say this, because you can't trust Braun. You can't trust Suzanne, certainly. You, and the Doden guy's done absolutely nothing. I wasted my very valuable time. I gave that guy a blueprint to be the governor, and he's done absolutely none of it. So you can't trust, you can't trust any of these people, Micah. you got to run, because you got to hold them accountable. Well, I do think I do think that there, there is a piece that the delegates need to take back the voice of the lieutenant governor. It is the delegates' picks. They get to pick who the lieutenant governor is. We've just, as delegates, given the courtesy to the gubernatorial candidate to pick whoever they tell us to pick. We need to put our person in who we believe would best represent our values as Republican delegates at the convention. That's how it should be every convention. I don't care if I'm running or, or not. We should do it that way. But um, But to your point about all three of these candidates – I think that they could they could work out well, but they're going to need to be held accountable. And and with Doden, I mean, you you got to give Doden a little bit. He of- ignored he- everything, Mike. I gave him a blueprint to be the governor. You sat right next to me. He's done none of it. They haven't even started hardly campaigning yet. What do you want him to do? I mean, he's not governor yet. I mean, like so, you got to give him a little bit of little bit of time to put this stuff into place. So I think. You know, I, I think there's some good qualities that I see in him. But, but to your point, if they're not held accountable and you need that voice in the executive branch that will hold people accountable, and I think that's why I'm, I'm considering it. Yeah, so. you got to do it. It's absolutely I – I need a parking pass over there at the state house, and I need a <laughs> – <laughs> I need a badge to get it. Do, do it for me, Micah. Do it for me. Why are you running for lieutenant governor, Mr. Beckwith? Well, Rob Kendall needs a parking pass, and I got to get that for him. So. Ah, Micah Beckwith, I love it. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks. Hey, you have, have a good rest of your day. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, there's a big event that's going to be taking place, and Brad Kloppenstein is so fired up about it. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. Kevin's here. 
So next year, and I have heard a lot of people talking about this. I think even schools are being canceled or something around this. There is an eclipse that's going to be taking place April the 8th of 2024. It is a total solar eclipse. And you think this is just the biggest thing in the history of ever. It will be the biggest thing to hit central Indiana since maybe the Super Bowl. Maybe bigger than that. And I'm I know this only because I've been in meetings with other chamber presidents from down in Kentucky and in the path of the last solar eclipse. Now, that, now you say this because your job is you run the Greater Lawrence Chamber I, of Commerce. I run the Chamber, exactly, Lawrence Chamber of Commerce. Hashtag why I love you. Lawrence. There you go, yes. <laughs> so the last solar eclipse, and that was like in 2018, 2019, passed through Kentucky. I think it caught just a little bit of Southern Indiana, um, other places. But I've been in meetings with other Chamber of Commerce professionals that were in that path, and they said, does it matter how much you plan ahead it doesn't matter how big you think it's going to be it is going to be three times larger than that and what, in, indianapolis is in the smack middle path of this next one well now wait wait a second what do you mean it's going to be larger than that and like the super bowl is an event so you go it, to the game people but, millions of people will come in from 600 miles in either oh, direction oh no way so yeah so th- this one is going to be on a monday afternoon at like three in the afternoon uh-huh. i'm already telling my people out in lawrence that if you own a hotel make sure that you're going to have a three night minimum on this thing if you're normally closed on monday you need to make sure that you are open on monday i've been working with the city to try to arrange for some outdoor entertainment on that day Uh, obviously port harrison state park which is out my direction um, that will be overrun with people but there will be people everywhere and they will be coming in from everywhere that day Uh, so It just blows my mind that people will travel from, you said 600 miles? 600 miles in any any direction. And it's three minutes. Four, three and a half, four. The the Motor Speedway put out a big thing saying you can come there. So the Motor Speedway has hooked up with NASA to be like, they're going (laughs) to produce a show from the Motor Speedway, but it it is apparently impressive, life-changing sort of stuff, but... They're saying that there will probably be a million plus people descend on central Indiana to view this. So think about it. We'll, we'll have people coming in from Chicago, St. Louis, Milwaukee, um, anywhere north and west of here. If they're in Cincinnati and and kind of southeast, they'll be coming in this way. So now, now an eclipse, for those of you who don't know, is where the moon is in front of the sun. Correct. So right? we are in the shadow of the moon and there is no daylight directly hitting the earth so So it will go dark yes it will basically look like it is what 10 p.m at night is that how it looks so i went down to evansville for the last one so i was in the area where one of these people aren't you well i I just thought it'd be neat and i had the day off so i went down there (laughs) um but even but there there was still one percent daylight but it was weird all the uh street lights came on all the birds started chirping all the nocturnal animals started coming out they all thought it was nighttime Wow. So, and, and all I've got to do, though, for a lifelong Hoosier is i got to just go in my backyard and I see this thing. Correct. I don't have to. Correct. Uh, yeah, you just put out a lawn chair, but it's an opportunity for you to rent out your house for the weekend or <laughs> yeah, so have Rob's eclipse viewing glasses stand out there or whatever you want to do. But Can you look at the eclipse? Uh, not, well, Are you not I, supposed they say you're direct- not supposed to do that directly just because you don't. 
want to stare into the sun, even if it's at 1%. So. Now, here is the other question that I have for you. They are saying this is the first time in 819 years that will be visible from Indianapolis. Correct. How do they know that? None of these people were here. We were not a country 819 years ago. It's How ma- do they know it's that? math, Rob. If we would have studied more in school, it's you and another, I could predict these sorts of things. Another thing where I'm supposed to trust the science. <laughs> another one of those. Hey, real quick, I did want to point out um, that apparently uh, we have added another $1.1 trillion to our nation's debt over the first six six months of fiscal year 2023. Uh, that comes out to $6 billion a day, Brad. Yeah, these are like Walter White kind of numbers. Just, just put that trillion dollars over there <laughs> the storage unit and we'll get to it later nobody and they don't care they do no, these they politicians don't. do not care at all and you think about what todd young and those republicans mcconnell and those guys did in which they had an incoming republican congress who claimed we're going to get spending under control and those dudes struck a deal in december with the democrats to totally chop the legs out from under the incoming republicans to try to get this thing under control man these people are very sick maniac maniacal individuals who run this country well it, when you were talking to mike at the in, you know, in the last segment, Mike has said, I don't know what it is, but politicians, as soon as they get in there, something changes about them. I and mean, they, they went out of their way, Brad. Yeah. The, uh, Young and McConnell and those guys went out of their way. All they had to do was do nothing. Just sit there until the 1st of January. And then we got, you know, they don't want to get the spending under control. No, no, that is not a priority. All right. Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. When we come back, polling on Trump and DeSantis. Trump truthing. Huckabee talking about Trump. It's all coming up next to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.